Okay, we're recording. There we go. JT, welcome. This is awesome. Yeah. You were, you're a little nervous about it, but I think it's going to be fine. Mm. You're going to have a good time. Hopefully. I'll stay nervous about it. Hey, cheers. That's just who I am. Cheers. Cheers. Drinking wine. He's got a beer. Life there is good. Go. <clears throat> so, uh, let's start with... Um, we're friends. We've been friends for... Probably five, four, five years now? Uh, a little over six. A little over six. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. Because I met you guys right after my hike, out climbing with Chris. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that was, yeah. that was like 2014. Yeah. Near the end of, well, no. Oh, my God. Almost I think years. that was the late... That's the summer, end of the summer of 2014, oh, yeah. correct? Yeah. Yes. So a little, a little over six years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I remember that day. It was cool. I was like, oh, hey, look, this guy's kind of cool. Yeah. That was, was a like, fun day. Yeah, it was fun. A little rock climbing and stuff. Yeah. Did a lot of rock climbing after that. I miss rock climbing. Oh, you should come. I know, I want to. Are you guys still climbing uh, up in Northridge? Uh, At that yeah. gym? Oh, yeah. no. The gyms, it's been, you know, with everything going on the uh-huh. gym's kind of been off and on off and on okay. yeah and uh like miranda doesn't really feel comfortable going to the gym just sure. because it and you know teacher and everything so we've been doing outdoor climbing a lot oh cool got kenny out there with us nice. and uh going to like well uh stony point where we met yeah where we met. hell yeah and, this Saturday, we're planning on going out there again with Arthur and uh, Ian, Sean's co-worker. Arthur, Arthur as in Sean's brother? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's bringing in, uh, I can't remember anyone's Jenny. name. Jenny. Jenny's. Wow, they're going to rock climb. I for I don't know, for some reason, I guess I didn't picture him being interested in rock climbing. Uh, apparently, he's he's gone. Oh, he's a gone. A couple times. Oh, no, okay. Not with me, but uh, he's gone a couple times. and. He said he's liked it. He liked it. Yeah. Okay. And we're, we're going to be setting up super easy so yeah. the kiddo could climb. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's ready. They're ready. Jenny's kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, that makes sense. They want to get out of the house and do some activities and yeah. stuff for the kid. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I think I think rock climbing is a great activity to do with kids. I can't wait until my nephews and niece are old enough to start climbing. Well, they're already climbing, but I want to take them outdoor climbing. Yeah. And I feel, unfortunately, my brother and sister want to wait. <laughs> You know? Oh, they want to wait. Yeah, so my brother's wife, Devin, and then uh, Emily, my sister, they'd per- prefer them to be like teenagers. <laughs> really? Are they like not, a little protective, really. like safe-wise? Kind of. Okay. I tease them about it, but I like every single time I've offered to take them out, they're like, eh, not, not this weekend. And it's not so much like they have things going on. I can just tell that they're like a little nervous. <laughs> sure. Well, I could tell you that Stronghold has kid classes when oh, yeah. things are normal, and they're great. Oh, yeah. And i pretty sure I, when I took Oliver, my little brother, I think he was four. Or, f- no, it must have been five. I think five is the youngest they can take. Yeah. But I think he had just turned five, and he was, like, tiny. And, um, and then I was shocked how, I mean, of course, you need to do a route that has lots of options because they, they're not that tall. Yeah. But other than that, they can 
hand, as long as they're not getting scared, which he wasn't, he just like you like just put him up there, and he just went all the way to the top. Oliver's you know? a little daredevil. So. Yeah. Not really. He's super cautious. His personality is very safe and cautious. But oh, every single time I've met him, he's always doing something crazy. That's just because I've shown him the way. <laughs> <laughs> he sees you doing it. He's like, I, okay, it's safe. I've shown him the crazy. <clears throat> but he always says I'm too crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, that's actually one of the first times I went to Stronghold. It was me, you, Sean, Gio, and, and Oliver. Oliver. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a fun little trip. That was fun. I, lo- I, lo- I love Stronghold. I miss it. Yeah, yeah me too. That's remember when they opened. That wasn't that long ago. That was uh, yeah. 2012. When we went, they had basically only been open for a few months. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I love it there. And the Peter is the owner. Peter yeah. and his wife. Really cool. Really oh, wonderful super people. Super nice. Yeah. I mean, like, I, you know, that's where I primarily climbed. I was over in... Uh, ARC, which is Arcadia Rock Climbing Club, right over in Arcadia. Yeah, and uh, it's a little small, tiny little warehouse, smaller than your warehouse. Yeah, yeah. And it was all bouldering, and I really wanted to get into lead climbing and top rope, and so heard about Stronghold. Just a few months after they opened, went there. Constantly just climbing there every single day or every single week, and yeah. But yeah, it, like I stopped going there for several years and came back and there he was. He's like, oh, hey, JT, how you been? And <laughs> like, oh, hang on, let me grab the wife really quick. She right. wants to talk to you. I'm like, I haven't seen you guys in like three or four years <laughs> and you guys remember me. What the hell? <laughs> I know. They're crazy. They're they're amazing. Yeah, every time I run into them, they're like, well, how's Oliver doing? You yeah. know, yeah. And it's like the amount of traffic they get through there and the amount of like how they re- remember faces, how they remember names. I'm just like, I wish I could do that. Yeah, it's it's stunning, really. Yeah, yeah. I'm terrible with names. Same. Um, did uh, uh, um, uh, with Stronghold. Um, uh, oh, that's what I was gonna say. The the the, the I saw on the news recently that. Um, I'm blanking on her name, but a woman recently free climbed El Capitan under 24 hours, uh, and that uh, Alex Honnold, what I read was belayed her in the beginning, but she they used the term she free climbed uh, the either the first woman. Not that women have free climbed it before, but didn't do it under 24 hours. She was the first woman to free climb it. And under 24 hours, she did it in like 22 hours or 23 hours. Hmm. And then in the picture, you see that she's got a little bit of gear behind her. But, and from what I read in the description, what free climb is like, oh, it's it means you're not, it's not rope assisted. So, I mean, oh, so it's not top rope. It means you're, you're yeah, trad you're, climbing it or, you know, sport climbing it, basically. Yeah. So it's lead, you're lead climbing. climbing. With uh, LCAP, that would be traditional climbing or trad climbing right and uh that's all you have rope as protection in case but you, you fall. don't have rope as assi- assisting. like assisting which you have aid climbing that's the old traditional way of climbing that like chris savage would do right that's where you um you'd have like little ladders rope ladders and little pitons so you'd oh. actually find a nice little crack or a nice little place and you'd have this metal hook you put it on there, and that would be the rest. You'd have the rope ladder attached to that. So you'd be standing on one, uh-huh. 
clip in, lift yourself up, put in the other one, lift yourself up. So you're essentially... Wow. But that's a slow process. A slow process. And then you'd also hammer in your anchors, drill out little holes in the raw, put in anchors and protection and whereas traditional climbing now you have like hexes and I god I can't remember any of the gear but you essentially shove the protection into a crack it, it's, it's yeah. less invasive basically yeah you're not drilling into a rock right you're not leaving permanent gear behind right terrifying <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, sounds really I get really... scared uh, sport climbing. That's with like serious anchors in the wall. Right. I like I've been trad climbing once or twice and it Well, and you're a big guy. I'm a big so guy. So it makes sense. You're like, "Can this really actually hold me?" No, I've seen videos of it holding up a car, but you know, I put that piece of gear in that crack. I don't trust myself. That yeah. you know, that gear is not place properly <laughs> well and also you got to keep always keep in mind sure the gear might be rated for a car but is the crack that you've chosen ra- yeah. rated at that level and that's you i know? could be mistaken but that uh that's one of the biggest things with trad climbing it's not necessarily the gear breaking it's the rock falling failing off or shearing or you something. didn't put the you know the anchor in properly properly so. Right, they do an investigation. Oh well, he must have not yeah. twisted it properly or whatever. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's terrifying stuff. And obviously, Alex Honnold oh, no. free soloing all that. That's crazy, completely oh, crazy. So insane. Uh, uh, yeah, scary I don't stuff. Like that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I like to climbing. be safe. Yeah. <laughs> I want to have fun, but be safe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'd love to climb the nose of El Capitan uh, some point in my life, but. I'd want to do like a mix climbing so you'd have a bit of uh, free climbing and a bit of aid climbing and and that's the traditional way of climbing El Capitan is mm. you have you know multiple different ways of climbing right you know you have this your base camp set up half the wall like and then you do a bit of free climbing set up anchors blaze system and then you pull all your gear up and then, oh, someone left a rope here. And they're signaling us that it's okay, it's safe to use that rope. So we're just going to go over here and use that rope. Nice. And pull ourselves up. Yeah. As, you know, any way of getting up the rock is getting up the rock. Wow. And there's, there's a lot of arguments against that. Like you have the older guys who are just like, no, you can't touch gear. You can't touch gear that you didn't place. You can't mm. use that you know, a quick draw as a way to pull yourself up. You can't use that anchor as like a finger hold. Right, right, right. You, you, ha- traditional. you can only touch the rock and the gear that you're placing. <laughs> like, okay. Or else you didn't truly climb it. Yeah. The climb wasn't, yeah. can't count it. And there's a great documentary called um, Valley Uprising. I think it's on Netflix. And it's all about, you know, the history of Yosemite. Mm. And, you know, the old climbers back in the 20s 30s and 40s and then like the newer guys coming in and disrupting the traditional way of climbing in the 60s and 70s damn hippies yeah (laughs) it's fascinating it's a couple hours long and just fun wow yeah yeah um jt you mentioned it briefly that basically just before we met 
you had just finished the hike or your hike. Yeah. Tell us what this hike was. This hike was the Pacific Crest Trail. It's a 2,600 mile trail from the border of uh, border of Mexico up to Canada through California, Oregon, and Washington. Wow. Yeah. California, Oregon, then Washington. Yeah. Um. That's crazy, and I know that. Obviously, you're not the only like multiple people do this hike yeah, all the time. Yeah, it's, it's a set trail that's been around since the '60s and probably even longer. Wow. But uh, like back in the '80s, it's kind of got more. It's a, like a fully established linked end-to-end trail, and uh, over the years, it's gotten popular and. You know, you have people writing books about it, people sharing their experiences, a few movies were made about it, and uh, you have several famous authors who've talked about it, and yeah, it's just, you know, when I hiked it, there's a huge community around it that just, great group of people. How do you logistically do it? Um, So I actually hiked it twice or kind of like one and a half times in 2013 i hiked half of it from uh the border to a place called bernie falls which is a little past the halfway point it's about 100 miles so about 1400 miles in wow you're more you're basically more than halfway in and then then you decide to quit i i got trapped in my own head i hurt my shin, hurt my foot, uh, lost my group of friends who I was hiking with, and was like, I'm done. I'm not having fun anymore. Mm, it just was like, grueling. Yeah. And so I ended up dropping out, which I, it's like about 80% of people usually drop out and don't actually finish. Wow, I, I figure it's higher, like 90%. <laughs> I, I, that's an old estimate but it's kind of hard to tell because you have so many people who are just hiking sections of it they'll do like 100 miles here or 50 miles here or a thousand miles here type thing or they'll jump up and down the trail like hike part of Oregon drive down hike part of Southern California anyways when I did the hike in 2013 I had everything planned I had boxes packed with food and supplies you know, my parents were going to be mailing those out to me. At certain like, towns along the yeah, way. Yeah, certain towns. So, like, uh, you know, they'd mail it to Big Bear, a package mm. to Big Bear. Or they'd mail a package to a little town in Sierra City or Reno or, you know, uh, Tahoe. And uh, that's kind of the traditional way of doing it. Some areas you won't have to send uh, supply packages, like Big Bear and Tahoe are bad examples because there's... You know, it's a mountain city. Right. And tons of grocery stores and all that stuff. You can just go buy your food. Right. And, um, you know, the smaller towns like Sierra City. It's a small, old mining town. And, uh, you know, they have like five buildings there. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, there's nowhere else. You know, it's like... okay, I have to go in and get food here because, you know, I'm not carrying an extra five days worth of food from, you know, for 
100, 200 miles. Right. It's like, I have to stop there. Um, so, 2013, there's a lot of organizing. I was going to be meeting up with my sister and her husband. I was going to meet up with my parents. Um, I had a set schedule. And I realized that's not the greatest way of doing things. Mm. It doesn't and, allow for spontaneity. Yeah, yeah. I got there. I'm like, oh, God, I have to get into town. But, you know, the group of friends that I just made, they want to stay in town. Oh, that's stressful. Yeah. yeah. So they, my parents already set out uh, a package or a whatever. package, and it's going to a post office for general delivery. With general deliveries, if they hold it, they only hold it for so many days. Right. So if I get up there, if I take an extra day or two, my package might not be up there. Mm. And now I won't have food. I'll have to spend more money to buy food. Right, right, right. And uh, so in 2014, I essentially said, I packed up my backpack and said, fuck it, I'm not planning shit. Hell yeah. And Hell yeah, that's my way. My, yeah, I had my uh, dad drop me off at the Mexican border, and I just started walking. And I was great shape. Best shape, I, well, almost the best shape I've been in my entire life. Wow. It was a couple months down the road. That's when I was the best shape. Right, 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 right. Uh, Once you were in there for a while. Yeah, no, I was, for a while there, I was, you know, doing about a marathon a day, just hiking until I met up with a great group of people. I'm just like, okay, JT, slow down, enjoy yourself, just kind of look around. Oh, so you slowed yourself down to kind of like yeah. have fun with the group of people. Yeah, I met but, this uh, older guy in his 40s called... Uh, well, with the trail, you have, like, nicknames. Mm -hmm. They're called trail names. You know, too many Johns. My name's John, JT, <laughs> John Thomas. Too many Johns, too many Susans, blah de blah And so you have trail names. And usually it's a little nickname you get from either something you did or something you say or, you know, something. And uh, guy was Whitewater. He does a lot of whitewater rafting mm -hmm. and he hikes the Appalachian Trail which is similar to the Pacific Crest Trail but over in the Appalachian Mountains on the East Coast and uh, he you know he ended up doing some whitewater rafting over on that trail and he gave him the name Whitewater wow. met him and like this guy's a cool dude I want to hike with him for a bit ended up uh, hiking with him and uh couple dozen other people off and on just all throughout the southern california area halfway into uh the sierras wow yeah and how soon did you meet him uh because you start from the mexico border how much he like just give me an idea because like how many days are you hiking alone before you m meet up with well, these people i actually met up with very first day border I, my dad dropped me off, and there's five other people there. Wow. I can't actually remember where I met Whitewater the first time. When me and him started hiking together, uh, it was up in Agladose, right near, uh, God, Vasquez Rock. Um, I can't pronounce oh, that word. Vas right Vasquez there Rocks, on yeah. The 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the trail actually goes right through there. Oh. And so there's, uh, have to explain something else. There's, things called trail angels they're essentially people who let, leave out food or who set up little places near the trail and give out 
beer, drinks, food, just talking with people and just like generally just being nice to hikers and wanting stories and wanting to chat. And then there are some more people who let you into their house, let you take a shower, let you, wow. you know, rest and uh, kind of set up there for a few days. And there's this trail angel called the, not the Andersons, the Andersons are in Green Valley, the Softleys. Okay. Softleys are, uh, they're up in Agua Dulce and just giant compound up there with horses <laughs> and great people who just, you know, feel free to spend three days in their, on their property, taking showers. They do trips down to REI. They have volunteer drivers. Oh, oh so you can just hop in a car and yeah. then you can get all this, any food and stuff yeah, you need. they'll drive you down to Northridge and wow. take you to REI over there. Wow. Yeah. So that's when I started hiking with him. And uh, by then, you know, it's hundreds of people. So this is not like, once you get further north, they call it Southern California party time. Oh, the Southern California part's the party time. Yeah, because everyone's there. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, so essentially you have to start at a certain time. If you start too early, uh, you're going to hit snow up in the Sierras. Okay. If you start too late, you're not going to have any water in Southern California. Mm. So everyone's trying to leave in the same April. time. Mm. You have several thousand people going onto the trail in one month. You're going to, you know, it's hard not to meet people. Wow. Hard not to run into people. Wow. But as you go up further north into like Northern California, Oregon, Washington, you're going to see a lot less people. Well, because also 80% of the people have dropped out by yeah. then. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Wow. Okay. So it gets lonelier the further up you get. Yeah. Yeah. But also by that time, you usually have a group of people you're hiking with. You right, know? right, and right. You're not necessarily hiking with them, but, you know, you wake up in the morning and you're like, hey, guys, so where are we camping tonight? Mm. It's like, let's meet up at, you know, 15 miles down the trail. There's a campsite. Let's meet up there. Cool. So then you hike 15 yeah. miles. And you either will you either hike chat with, with them, them for a couple hours, or you go at your own pace. pace. And... That's cool. And then you're there, and maybe you're there a little early. You scope it out. Hey, this is yeah. a good spot. Whatever. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, so the second time you succeeded. Well, um, yeah, I made it to Canada. I ended up skipping a bit. What do you mean by you skipped a bit? Uh, there's. Uh, I wanted to finish with a friend. A uh, guy named Borealis, trail okay. name, um, and he was about a hundred miles ahead of me. Okay. But it was also he wanted to finish on his birthday, his thirty-fifth birthday. I'm like, I can't catch up with him. Because mm, he so, was already hustling and he was a yeah, hundred miles ahead of you. Yeah, he's pretty strong. He wasn't a smoker by then. I was, you know, known as a smoker on the trail. Uh oh. <laughs> and. Uh, you know, I could have done it, but it was, like, is northern Washington. You just have, like, steep, steep elevation gain, mm. dangerous river crossings. I'm like, I don't want to push myself, but at the same time, I really want to finish with this guy. I see. So I ended up skipping about 100 miles in the trail. 
by catching a ride or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Really nice guy. Just gave me an entire ride over to. Uh, I horrible with names again. I can't remember the city, but somewhere up north, uh, some little city on a lake up in northern Washington, and uh, stayed there for the night. Took a boat across this tiny little remote mountain town. No access. Like the only way you can get there is by plane hiking or taking a boat. Wow. Yeah. Stahican. That's that's what the mountain town is called. Say it again. Stahican. Stahican. S-T. Yeah. Yeah. Best bakery ever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a fun trip for you and Anna. Wow. Just go up there and just take a boat ride or charter an airplane. Wow. <laughs> this is in Washington, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. But yeah, so, I mean, like, I... I did my own, there's a saying, hike your own hike. Okay. Don't, you know, don't force your ideals on other people, you know. And I hiked my hike. Yeah. I mean, I still want to go back and finish those 100 miles, but. <laughs> you, do, do you feel like guilty? Do you feel oh, a little. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I feel a little guilty about that. And my plan was to eventually come back. Oh, and hike back down. Hike back down, but then I ran into an old friend and, uh, yeah. Had a good time. Had a good time (laughs) and ended up in uh, Bellingham, Washington for a while. Wow. I'm like, eh, I'm tired. I'm going to go home. (laughs) That's amazing. So so the second time around, you just basically brought a lot of money so that wherever you, you, and you, did you map out kind of like, okay. Yeah, well, I know I'm going to hit these towns. I need to get food in the, all these yeah, towns kind of a typically, thing. Typically, oh, one, not a lot of money. And, like, this, on average, you're spending anywhere. I spent about a dollar per month. Or two, hang on, wait. Is dollar eighty-five cents per mile. Dollar eighty-five cents per mile. Yeah. Okay. But it's over 2,000-something miles. Yeah, so, you, so you're almost paying, like, close three and a half grand or so. Yeah. Yeah. So I was paying, I spent a little under $5,000. Got it. In total for the yeah, whole thing. But yeah. that's, you know, about four and a half months. Right. Right. So that's pretty cheap. Yeah. In the scope of, like, you know, almost a half year of living. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not being paid. I'm not making money. So technically, I'm losing money. But right. whatever. That's a whole other argument. So, and, and obviously, it's food that's costing yeah. you. So what money. I ended up doing with that on the the fourteen two thousand fourteen hike, I, you know, I had a pretty decent idea of California and what it's like. Mm-hmm. And by then, I understood what like how the trails kind of how it was built. It's like yeah, every five days you're gonna be able to go into a town. Either you don't wanna be crossing a road where you can hitchhike into a town, or you don't wanna be going straight into a town. Mm. Or maybe it'll be like a mile hike in, off trail. And um, yeah, that, that's what I was gonna ask. Yeah. So it's it is a every time you're having to resupply, it's kind of like this decision. Like, well, how many miles do I have to detour? to yeah. do this resupply or do I just keep pushing on and there's the next town it's a much less detour yeah but typically these like how you're going to be about five days between towns so yeah you could carry like ten days worth of food but that's a lot Heavy. of weight mm. you're, like I was carrying about two pounds of food per day and, I see yeah two two and a half pounds I don't know but yeah it's so you 
typically, like, if there's a town you want to go in. Plus, so, you're, like... So your pack's pretty light, then. You're, you're not, uh, like, doing a really big, heavy backpack, because you're trying to cover yeah. a lot of ground. Yeah, so it's the base weight. It's all your equipment besides, like, food, water, and fuel for a stove or something. First what, year, what do you mean, the base weight? Base weight. That's, like, the weight that you're carrying minus food, water, and uh, fuel. And fuel. Right, but how, how, how much should the base weight be? Depends. Just how much money do you want to spend, how much comfort you want to lose. How much, right. Like, uh, first year I hiked it, my base weight was about 28 pounds. Okay. That's heavy. That's heavy. That's okay. really fucking heavy. <laughs> I see. Um, second year I hiked it, my base weight was anywhere between five and eight pounds. Wow. That's really light. Wow. Typically, most people's base weight will be anywhere between 10 and 15 pounds. That's wow. kind of like a, for someone my size or your size, like 15 pounds. It's fine. Right, yeah. right, right. It's, you know, you don't have the comforts of everything you need, and but it'll still be light enough to not bother you. Right. Um, yeah, most of the weight will come from food and water. Some se- some stretches you don't want to be going like, you know, there's one stretch right before you get to the Sierras where you don't have to carry like 40 miles worth of water. Oh, yeah, because yeah, you're just up so, top. There's no yeah. access. I mean, you're in the middle of the high desert. There's no natural water sources. People try to leave out water for hikers, but sometimes people come by, steal the water, or they'll slash open the tank or... You know, or no one's resupplied it for, you know, the cash is just empty. Right, right. Yeah, so you can't rely on that type of stuff. So, yeah, there's uh, about 40, between 40 or 50 miles. And, uh, yeah, I fucking carried about 12 liters of water. Wow. <laughs> it's not comfortable. Yeah, wow. Um that's so cool. I really, I really do want to do that uh, uh, someday. It's just gonna be one of those. Uh, John Muir Trail. Right. I guess that's the start, right? Because yeah. that's a, a lot less time commitment. Yeah. I mean, it's 208 miles or so. And right. Which takes you like two weeks. Yeah. Or, or two weeks. Or more. I mean, like people do it in one week. I think the record. You have like speed hikers. Sure trail runners like someone's done it in like three days jeez but typically most people do it in about two weeks right uh some people like to take a full month and that's if i were to do the john Muir trail i'd probably take a full month just because going through some of the most beautiful country in you know the world really but there's seat resupply uh, uh oh, points yeah. along there yeah and no, you can water like, and stuff typically you start up in uh, Yosemite come down to uh, Mount Whitney. You have all these different areas you can jump off of. You know, once you get up to Tuolumne Meadows, you have the Tuolumne Meadow General Store. You drop down into Red Meadows, that's, you know, hop and skip away from Mammoth. Wow. From Mammoth, you can come down to a place called VVR, which almost burned down in the fire up in there. Uh, but that's a little mountain town resort, or little mountain resort, fishing lake and stuff. And a little bit of hunting goes on over there, and you know you can send resupply packages over there. They have mm-hmm. like a little bar restaurant. 
cafeteria type place and then further down you have a place called uh, uh, John Muir Ranch and that's specifically geared towards John Muir hikers you know mm. you can send supply packages I mean a uh, bunch of food there a lot of people like to just stay there because it's you know it's his ranch that's crazy that's cool yeah and then from there you can hop over uh, like Bishop Pass which would take you down into Bishop it's uh yeah tons of places you can get wow. out of I mean that's like comparing the Sierras to the Rockies Sierras you just had north or I mean you had east or west and you know for 15 20 miles you're going to run into a town right 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 <laughs> Whereas the Rockies so how do you if, if I'm going to go hike the John Muir Trail you know you do it with a few people mm -hmm. you just take two cars you follow each other drop a car off at Mount Whitney whatever area and then everyone hops in the other car and then you drive up yeah kind of a thing you can do that um, or there are shuttle buses yeah, there are that's oh, okay. how I would actually do it I would take a bus or some sort of transportation up to like Fresno okay and then from there they have tons of buses that take you up to Yosemite uh, and then get down, have like a relative pick you up at uh, Whitney. When you're done. Yeah, when you're uh, done. Or, yeah, or you, there, I mean, there's shuttles. There's, like, there's take a, a bus, great right. uh, shuttle system called uh, East Sierra Transit. They have buses that are almost always on time. They constantly run. They're completely free. And it goes from Mammoth all the way down to, uh, oh God, what's that place called? right next to the military base trying to lake Ridgecrest oh yeah okay yeah and then from Ridgecrest you can take a bus down to LA JT you're gonna have to uh, be our guide mm-hmm be our shaman be, yeah. our, be our leader <laughs> uh, I'd take you guys on like the High Sierra Trail though yes High Sierra Trail would be it's much shorter like eight days or five oh not days. not John Muir Trail John Muir Trail would be great yeah. That's a lot of time, though. Sure. A lot sure. of time. Uh, most of us can't get off anymore because responsibilities. That's true. <laughs> well, no, I I can I see Hi Sierra. Maybe maybe start with that, and then yeah, and that that's 88 miles. That okay. takes you from the Sequoia National Forest to Whitney. Okay. And uh, and that's yeah. a, that's a great trail. That's yeah. an amazing trail, and that's one where you'd like leave a car here, and yeah. That's a, little. that's a good idea. Yeah. So we get Miranda, Anna, me, you, anyone else who wants to come, they can. If not, yeah. that's enough people anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that would be fun. I'd like that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Yeah? Seems to me like uh, this is a good time to do it. Well, I mean, I guess it's right now well, it's too cold. Well, right now it would be a horrible time to do it unless <laughs> we want to go cross-country skiing, which... I tried, like, when I first met you guys, I tried to drag you out to do that trip. <laughs> you did? You tried to drag me yeah, out to do that? Yeah, I, I was, uh, we were talking about it on Facebook. It recently popped up on my Facebook uh, memories. Oh, okay. I was, like, talking about a trip out in February to do the High Sierra Trail during the snow. Oh. And uh, cross-country skiing and doing a little ice climbing. Wow. And uh, you seemed really interested in it, and then I... Uh, 
but I just didn't do it. I'm like, fuck well, that. I think you, yeah, I think, I think you were like, okay, cool, I'll follow up with you, blah. And <laughs> yeah. then it just like ghosted me. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't follow up either. I think, well, I think, first of all, I've never cross country screed, which is sacrilegious. Yeah. I really need to do it. I've but... done it once and I almost broke my leg. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. How did that happen? Oh, it was before my hikes, and I was uh, up in Mammoth, and I decided, just random trip yeah. up to Mammoth, did a little skiing, and I'm like, you know what, I want to go cross-country skiing, and I want to go backcountry, like, camping, just okay. middle of nowhere, so I went up to uh, the actual lakes, the Mammoth Lakes, up near the fault line and volcano, Yeah. and um, I skied up there and I was trying I didn't have the proper skis it was like true cross-country skiing with like little tiny narrow skis and when you go backcountry cross-country skiing you need like thick wide wide yeah. and like uh, skis with like skin on the bottom that allows you to like go uphill uh, as like little fibers yeah, yeah. Has those little hair fibers that like stop you from sliding you down yeah and uh, I didn't have any of that. Oh, so man. I went into like, I went about a mile and a half into the middle of nowhere out behind uh, Mammoth Mountain and coming down a hill. I don't know how to, uh, God, what's the skiing called? Telemarky skiing? Like alpine skiing. Well, no, it's uh, true mark skiing. It's basically skiing without your with, heels. With the heels attached. popping up. Yeah. Yeah. When you're going down, anyways, I think it's I think name. that's called alpine skiing. It's where it's downhill, but the but the heel can pop up. Yeah, it has but there might name. be another it's name. Called, it's like telemarking. I think telemarking, is, yeah. is is the name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, had zero experience with that, and so I immediately fell and twisted my knee, Oof. and I had to hobble back into town and met up with some firemen, and they're like, "Your leg might be broken. You should go to the hospital." Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. You're crazy sometimes, man. You just no, wouldn't do that by yourself? No, I'm not crazy. I'm stupid. No, you're, you're crazy. You're not stupid. I get it. You're like, fuck yeah, this sounds fun. Let's do it. Mm. But I'm just like, I love that you do that. I feel like I am that way, except I'm not. I, uh, I have to do things with other people. Yeah. And I, you know, what I don't like about it is it, it does hold me back. But it's not because they're holding me back. My own mind is holding me back. That like, oh, I can't just go do something on my own. I have to get someone else on board to do it with me. Yeah. And then we can do it together. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of the opposite because when I just by myself, I don't have to worry about the other people. Oh, it's way I better. I can get myself into those horrible situations of just like, oh shit, I might die. And you but, didn't bring anyone down with you. Yeah, I'm not like I'm not about to kill someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's like took a went completely blank there. There we go. I'm trying to think of an example. <laughs> this gone. Gone. You know, yeah. I uh, I got charged by Mother Bear once, and I'm like, I can't imagine what that would be like if I had you or Miranda or Sean. I'm like, I was fine. I knew I was going to be fine. I was fine. I probably what would have, like, fuck? if someone else was there with me, I probably would have freaked out. Sure, because sure. Because I'm like, oh, God, this bear's about to kill this person. Right. And it's my fault because I brought them out here with so me. So you go do stupid things on your own because 
you wouldn't want to feel the guilt of bringing someone else along and then they got like hurt because that also it's like it's simpler like my whole planning system right. is not to plan sure and yeah. i like just pieces you know I'll, i used to take tons of road trips of just to middle of nowhere and you know it's It'd be like a couple days long. I'd end up sleeping in my car half the time. Wow. Trying to bring someone along on a trip like that's not going to be the yeah. fun for them. Yeah, it's and too many. I want, you know, like when I want to, when I bring someone out camping, I want it to be fun because right. I want them to enjoy it. I want them to be like, wow, I really want to do this again. Right. And so that becomes stressful for me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, crap, we can't have a campfire, even though I told them that we could have a campfire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's been a long time since Ann and I have gone camping. I think, honestly, the last time we went camping, because I think the Half Soup by Falls trip that we did was, oh, yeah, that's was right. not the most recent. The most recent was the Hot Springs trip. No, you that did I the, did with you and Miranda. That was before. That was before Habasupai? Yeah, it was like a, just like a month before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but anyways, trip. it's been a long time. Like, obviously, Anna, I love to go on day hikes and stuff. Yeah. But I, and I, I think I, it's like <sighs> creature comforts, man. It's like your bed, you know, and dinner and Netflix before you go to bed. Yeah. And like toilets. You know, toilets. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like there's a lot of great creature comforts that like. Going out for a nice day hike is great, but then getting to go home and sleep in your nice purple mattress. Mm. Please sponsor me, purple mattress, please. Or give me stock options. He's a great guy. Do it. Yes. <laughs> I, to, so honestly, you guys should make me your sponsor because I have three purple mattresses, six purple pillows, okay? And I got most of my friends to buy purple mattresses. Kenny got a purple mattress because of me. Matt got a purple mattress because of me. Uh, Dylan got a purple mattress because of me because I got the purple mattress in Big Bear and I'd all make them sleep on it. Like, you got to try to sleep on this. And they were like, oh, that was the best sleep of my life. So they all got purple (laughs) mattresses. (laughs) Dylan got his used, uh, I'm pretty sure. Or, you know what? I'm not sure if Matt has a purple mattress, but he got some like off knockoff brand. Yeah. You know, similar. off for me. But, well, no. Listen to me, purple mattress. Some are harder. Okay, so this is what's weird. The queen in Big Bear is really soft. And then we have another queen that's in our guest room here that we got after the Big Bear one. We're like, ooh, let's get a newer one. And the newer one was not quite as soft. Hmm. And we're like, okay, we still like it, but it's a little firmer. And then we got the king for our our bedroom now. So we got, let's get a king purple. And uh, now their website's a little different with like their mattress 2.0. And like you have to specify how many it used to be just standard you got the purple mattress now you can specify the thickness of the the first soft layer two inches or or one inch two inch four inch or six inches and and it kind of gives you a guide like okay if you sleep on your back you should get it thinner like more firm if you sleep on your side you should get like the four inch if you sleep on your stomach you should get like the six inch or whatever based on like spinal curvature alignment and stuff like that. So anyways, we got the firm one with only two inches and it's really firm. Like Anna are like, fuck, we should have got, it's a little too firm for us. So anyways, I'd be surprised if you try to be like, it it works for you, you know, because it's firmer. Yeah. 
Maybe. I have to try them out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, purple. Sponsor this man. Yeah. I have so I own some stocks too. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm full purple. Let's go. And JT's probably got some options. <laughs> no, I don't mess around with purple. You don't mess around with purple? After they, 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 you got hosed on purple? No, I didn't. But that was... You made some money on purple, right? Uh, no. It was, um... Just Rocket. Yeah, Rocket. Rocket. Yeah. Rocket. <sighs> well, no. I, I made some Rocket this quarter. Last quarter, they screwed me. They screwed you. Right. I, I Because you sold it early, and then it jumped up to 30, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what happened? Uh, what happened with Rocket the first quarter after the uh, they became public was uh, I actually made a shit ton of money with them. Okay. Trading options on them. And then I took half the money that I made from them and I'm like, okay. Double down? Double, well, no, I, I just put in half. I took out half, put in half. Okay. And, uh, and then tanked. It, it went from yeah. like $32 down to like $18 in yep. a day. Back I'm to like, like its IPO. Son of a bitch. Yep. But that's going to be a good company to hold on to. I currently have about 100 stock in it. Oh, I'm nice. I'm hoping for it to move. Next two, three years, it'll probably get up to 40, probably yeah. 50. Yeah. And if you look at like Redfin or uh, Zillow, mm-hmm. that's kind of what they ended up doing was. You know, first two, three years, they were pretty steady around, you know, they have a little spike here, a little drop here, a little spike here for the first two years. And then on the third year, they just jumped up and stayed up. Yeah. 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 Redfin's great. I really like Redfin. We have a friend that works for Zillow. They're really pro Zillow. Yeah. I don't like, personally, I don't like in terms of like their, when I was shopping for a house, I didn't enjoy the Zillow platform as much as the Redfin platform. They've changed it. And the, oh, okay, if they've updated it well, since no, I was shopping for a house, then then I'd be I'd be curious to try it again. I actually I was thinking like the newer changes. I don't like them. Oh I, you oh you I, don't I like them. I actually like the old platform. Okay. Yeah. The old what well, I do have to say the old platform was like more straightforward. I I would describe like Zillow was like was like a Google. Redfin feels like Instagram to me. Like oh. Redfin has like almost like a heart like button because mm. you can like favorite your house and then like you can share it with your spouse so they can see like oh the oh Nick hearted this let me see what he hearted oh, okay. and stuff. So it's really nice when you're with your wife and you're like trying to shop for a house and I'm at work and she's doing her thing and you're like ooh I'm hearting this I'm hearting this I'm hearting this and she's seeing everything I'm hearting so then she gets a notification she can check. It's like yeah. it's like it's very kind of social media media like Redfin. Uh, yeah, and Zillow, Zillow was not like that. You Zillow know? was trying that. They had like a favorite the house type thing for a right. while. But and it like you could see how many people liked it. You could see how many people saved it. And it, just, right. it seemed forced. Yeah. 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 It, I think that must have been like a counter to Redfin. And, but it, it was just so... It was it dry though, yeah. right? It felt, it felt a little dry. Yeah, a little it forced. felt like they were just trying to, you know be Facebook or be Instagram rather than doing their own thing where I guess Redfin kind of did their own thing and it kind of it came more naturally right I think there's still yeah there's still ground to be covered there to make it more I mean obviously the day they can make it possible that like you can just through an app 
all your financials can get checked. Rocket, it's linked to Rocket Mortgage. You can get qualify for whatever mortgage amount, and then you can buy a home through an app. Like that's gonna be a crazy day. That's that gonna be weird. But Very weird. Obviously, you just have to have all you have all the inputs. You know, if there's anything weird about your financials, like you're gonna have to go in person and see a you know person to review your file. Yeah. But if all the boxes are checked. You know, it's kind of like with me, like the DMV and like registration. Yeah, if everything is good, you can renew online, no problem. Yeah. Anything out of whack? Oh, nope, you're going to have to go suffer in line and go to the DMV. You know, yeah. it's like, it's kind of like that's what I'm thinking is like, if everything is all checked, everything, credit score, everything's good, everything looks chill, nothing weird, cool. You can buy a house through your phone. Like, that'd be sick. Yeah. I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that kind of scares me. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I I just like face to face type stuff. Sure. Like if I'm going to buy a home, I want to go there and talk to someone. I want to like crawl underneath the house. I want to. Oh, I'm not saying yeah. No, yeah. definitely you should do your due diligence and go see the house. I guess like not having to deal with a real estate agent. <laughs> okay. Not having yeah. to go see your mortgage broker and then like sign thousands of pages of documents. Well, like with a pen. As someone who's never bought a house, uh, I guess I don't know what it's like buying a house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a few like tedious steps that it's just, and then like you have to go at le- through at least like 28 days of escrow, you know, and which is good. Like, lets you like marinate, and have a, a chance to back out in the first five, ten days in case yeah. you, you know, it's not for you, you know. And even then, after the 10 day period, you can still back out. You're just gonna lose two to five grand deposit, you know? Yeah. Which is not a whole big a deal if, you know, you, you really do need to back out. Yeah. We side tangent there. Um, I, I, the, um, is there a, tr- does the PCT continue through Canada to Alaska? No. I mean, there's the road. Um, horrible things i can't remember the road but there's a road that goes from uh some town north of vancouver all the way up to alaska okay yeah and uh it's a very famous road a lot of rvers and bike riders like to do it and uh like i know people who've finished the pct bought in a bike and tried to beat the first snow oh uh, so they'll they'll leave like super early early april like even earlier like february oh wow and uh they'll like do a little flip-flop flip-flopping is when you jump to a different point of the trail and then jump back so they'll like if the snow in the sierras is too heavy they'll jump up north of the sierras hike like northern california oregon then come back and do the sierras then go back up to where they left and trying to get to vancouver before like middle summer and then they'll buy a bike and ride a bike all the way up to Alaska. Wow. A friend of mine did that. Wow. Yeah. And that was, uh, that seems a little intense. Yeah. Fun. Fun. Wish no, I that could seems do fun. That. Yeah. What's the, what's the motivation to do it? Uh, when I, when I did it, I just wanted to do it. I loved backpacking, I loved hiking, I was, you know, just getting out of video games and just wanted to dive deep into something else. I had no real career direction, I'm just like, fuck it, 
Yeah. I want to have fun. Yeah. I'm going to go do this trail. Hell yeah. Yeah. I love it. No, I actually met, when I decided to do the trail, I was on my third ever solo backpacking trip. I just uh, went up to this place called Horseshoe Meadows to okay. sm- south of Whitney. I uh, went to a lake called Chicken Spring Lake. And it's right there on the PCT, and I had no idea. I mean, like, I knew about the PCT, but it was kind of this weird, like, oh, that's only for crazy people. Right, right, right. And uh, I'm just at the lake filtering water, and a nice couple come over and start chatting with me. I'm like, oh, so what are you doing? And they're like, oh, we're hiking the PCT. I'm like, oh, cool, what section? And it's like, no, we're walking to Canada. I'm like... Oh, that's a fucking awesome line. I want to use that. Uh, <laughs> like, okay, no, I'm going to go hike the PCT now. I'm going to walk to Canada. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I was... Right when they said that to me, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go hike to Canada now. Then, yeah. year after that, I was hiking to Canada. Failed, but next year I made it. That's so cool. Did you deal with any, like, foot like blister problems and stuff um blisters the first year my entire both feet were entirely covered in blisters like (sighs) disgusting like skin falling off the 2013 one yeah but i had the wrong footwear i had like hiking boots when Mm. you do these long trips doing like a marathon a day you don't want hiking boots you Mm. want running shoes Mm. especially like trail running shoes you want something that breathes you want something that doesn't rub your feet too much Mm. you want uh, the shoe to be about size to two sizes too big so your foot has expansion so I had nice tight waterproof boots that I've hiked in you know since I started backpacking I'm like, eh, they fit, they work, I'll use those. They did not work. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so after that, uh, switched to hiking shoes. They're fairly heavy, but, you know, trail light. Every pound on your foot is about five pounds on your back. So the lighter the shoe, the better. I see. Yeah, so I had fairly heavy hiking shoes, but there's still breathable they were durable and like two pairs lasted me the entire trip oh so you had a second pair with you or you uh, bought them along the way i you know i had a phone with me so i'd get into town i got on amazon and just like i'll send them to you know the next town for general pickup at you know the post office in Truckee. dude you genius i even know you could do this that you could just so i could go on my phone right now open up amazon and I could specify for it to deliver to just the general pickup at the local U- USPS store uh, yeah. office well, here. Amazon actually, like, they have the options to, like, you can send it there. But any post office, if you put the post office address and just put in general delivery, mm. have your name, you just go up to them, show them your ID, and then they'll give you the package. You don't have to live anywhere near them. It's... Yeah, I mean, wow. that's what post offices are for. They're not just for delivering mail, but they're also there to for hold pickup. mail. Right. That's wild. That's yeah. cool. I mean, yeah, it definitely makes sense in the olden days, you know, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it makes sense in this scenario. You're on a hiking, and you're like, shit, I know I'm going to hit a town in five days, and my shoes are 
getting wrecked. Yeah. Need some new shoes. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, second time I hiked in 14, I didn't get a single blister. Wow. Yeah. That's... And that you had trail runners. Uh, no, I. Uh, yeah, no, I. I no. I remember I seeing the... the shoes that you had. They're like kind of like the big. They're like wacky big, looking shoes, right? Oh no, those were my other shoes. Those are the ones that I got in uh, after I finished the hike. I still oh, okay. had the old hiking shoes, which are like light hiking boots with a lot of mesh and breathability. They're not waterproof or anything. Okay. Yeah, those were they're good, durable shoes. And right. at the time, I wanted to spend as you know the most money I wanted to spend was on food and beer <laughs> and cigarettes. <laughs> uh, so I did not want to spend, you know, I I dropped about eight hundred to a thousand dollars on gear to get like really light, and then I spent a uh, couple thousand on the actual trip. Wow. And uh, but yeah, after I got my gear, I just like I don't want to spend any more money. I'll have like two hundred dollars saved up for like in case my shoes need to be replaced. Right. 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 So I decided to go with the big clunky hiking shoes that I could I knew I wouldn't get any blisters, but I knew I wouldn't have to replace them till, you know, after fifteen hundred miles. Wow. Whereas running shoes those typically have to be replaced every, you know, two hundred to five hundred miles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just they'll fall apart on you. Wow. Um your your father, because obviously he he does a lot of hiking and stuff. He influenced you a lot with in terms of your interest in hiking and stuff. Mm-hmm. Did he do the PCT? No. He didn't. Uh, my dad did a lot of camping and a lot of day hiking. And, you know, he's a photographer. He does a lot of landscape photography. He just loves going to natural uh, national forests and national parks and just taking beautiful pictures and camping. Uh, but he never really got into backpacking. I got into like backpacking when I was in Boy Scouts and Chris Savage. Ah. Uh. Um, and yeah. We just back- went hard, man. First backpacking trip, it I got trapped in a blizzard. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was up with Boy Scouts. It was my very first trip with them. And you were how old? Let's see. I was probably. 14, 13? 13, 14, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was almost 14. I was about, it's like January and my birthday's in uh, February. Okay. So, uh, went up to Angeles Crest right here. The uh, road was closed due to snow, so we just kind of got off and hiked about 100 feet away from the road. Me and a couple of friends hiked about a quarter mile away from where everyone else camped and set up camp there and cold snowy we ended up boiling steak because we're a bunch of geniuses (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah like we were comfy we built a snow cave we had this like tarp that we just kind of buried the edges put in a pole in the middle of it buried the edges with snow and then we were solid wow uh, around 2 o'clock in the morning, here comes Chris Savage, like, screaming, like, where are you guys? Where are you guys? We look outside of our tent and, like, oh, it's currently God knows what temperature, below zero. The wind's, you know, gusting. It's probably not a real blizzard to anyone who's, like, 
been, you know, deals with blizzards every single day, but or during the winter, but it's like for a couple of Southern California boys, it was like, holy shit, this is uh, this is a blizzard. <laughs> Were you guys buried in snow? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, we had to dig our way dig out. Dig our way out. And wow. uh, then hike back to the cars. It was like three o'clock in the morning, and had to drive back down. And yeah, that's wild. That's wild. That was a venture. Adventure scouting. No, group, that was right? Boy Scouts. Well, oh, that was Boy Scouts. Oh, okay. yeah. Adventure Troop scouting. Troop eight. Troop eight. Yeah. Troop eight. Okay, that's right. You guys were Troop five five five. We right? were the privileged Troop five 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 five. The rich kids. The rich kids and your uh, your weird traditions of peaches. <laughs> <laughs> that was a thing for you guys, right? Was it? I don't know. It might have been with know. the older kids. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. All I remember is like. Troop 555 wants to eat peaches. We're like, ew, peaches, why? <laughs> why do you want peaches when you can have... God, we didn't... I don't know. We had some stupid thing like putting rocks in food. We're a bunch of idiots. Delicious. <laughs> Delicious. Teenage boys, right? Yeah. Genius. Um, wow. Did... Uh, did your... Has your... Um, your dad didn't do the John Muir Trail then? No. Just... I mean, he, he, like, we, our thing together would, we would go out and do four-wheel driving. Oh, cool. Overlanding, I guess it's called now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he always had a, a truck that could go rock crawling or something. Like, right. old forerunners and stuff. And uh, so we'd go up to, like, Ans- or death valley or down to Anzuarego and we'd do like desert trips and just go off-roading and you know that's it would always be camping we'd be in the Mm. middle of nowhere in the desert beautiful night skies and then during the day we'd either go hiking or he'd let us drive around on dirt roads so i actually remembered what i was going to ask which is so he did a lot of landscape photography mm. You learned photography from him because you're actually quite the talented photographer, which you haven't mentioned here. That, but you go, and you'll capture these stunning night sky shots, you know, of the stars and Milky Way and things like that, right? Yeah. Um, and you do normal like daytime yeah. shots too. Yeah. And and that and that just happened. Did you do any photography when you were doing the PCT? No, I I mean like I had a iPhone. Sure, sure. And, but uh, it would be too much weight if you actually had brought your yeah, camera stuff. Yeah, I like it? going back. I wish I had a camera. Uh, that would been sick. Yeah, I mean, like if I could redo the trail, I'd be, I'd do it completely different. I mean, about the same, but a little different. But would camera, you would you take it more. slower and like oh, yeah. video more and I'd, pictures? A and lot of more pictures. Drone stuff. Slow. Eh, not a drone. No drone. I okay. just have the my current camera and a tripod and maybe two lenses and but I would I just slow down and enjoy it. Hell yeah. I was a privileged little spoiled brat back then. Yeah, if I did it with you, I, I don't think I could. Well, yeah, you hike hella fast. Mm. Like when you hike, like like you can slow down, but like sometimes you get lost in thought and then you just you're just gone. Yeah. You're like, what the hell? And well, right how did now, this Sasquatch be, just like? I've been here for two hours. I'd be huffing and puffing right now. I'm way out of shape. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. You smoke and stuff like that. But, I mean, 
you, because like you said, you were doing. Well, okay, what was your highest number of miles day? Uh, I did a double marathon, a little over a double. I think it was like 53 miles in one day. Man, and you're not running; you're walking technically. Walking, yeah. Speed I had a walking. Steady pace of about three and a half miles. Wow. But that's just I'm tall. That was just normal walking. Just long stride. Yeah. Yeah. You got a shit though, right? Yeah, but I mean that's pretty easy. It's quick. Yeah. Just <laughs> run off trail 100 feet away from trail behind a tree, dig a hole, squat, do your business, wipe, boom. Done. Did you ever scare anyone? Yes, multiple times. Because I would say like I feel like people are like, holy shit, it's Sasquatch, you know, like like no. this, when you're out no. taking a shit and then you come out, ah. <laughs> no. So my trail name was Ninja Tank. Okay. Uh, Why? Tank, because, you know, when I got the name, I, like, when I did the first trail, or first year of hiking, I uh, I started out at 300 pounds. Well, I'm currently almost 300 pounds, so I'm about this big. Okay. <laughs> uh, but you started at 300 pounds, basically. Yeah, I started at 300 pounds. I had a massive backpack, way too big, and, you know, I'm... Six four, big guy, huge. So they're like, you're like a fucking tank. Right. And then I was also doing, even back then, I was doing big miles. Like most people, when they start, they want to do like 10 to 15 miles. I was doing, you know, I trained for it. I was like, I want to go hiking. And uh, so I was doing about 20 to 25 miles a day. Animal. Even at the, you know, so he's a tank. He's big, he's strong, and he keeps moving. Wow. But I was quiet. Right. And so I'd be hiking up behind someone. and uh, <laughs> Yeah, you do that. <laughs> I, I'd be walking up, and I'm like, excuse me, can I pass by really quick? And he's Whoa. yeah, they like, oh, my God. <laughs> so I was like a ninja. <laughs> ninja <laughs> tank. I ninja love tank. it. I love it. That's awesome. So, yeah, no, I'd scare. I'd scare people, apparently. Are there any crazy... There must be other crazy, like, so we got the PCT. What about in, like, Europe or South America and stuff? Are there um, other crazy long trails? Yeah, no, there are. There's, um, I just can't remember the sure. name of them. There's a trail in New Zealand that goes from the northern point to the southern point of New Zealand. It's beautiful. I've had a couple friends hike that trail, and I'm so fucking jealous. Wow. God, it's beautiful. Wow. Um, there's uh, an old pilgrimage through Spain. Uh, there's been a couple movies made about that one, but you're essentially following like a holy trail or a holy pilgrimage from some small chapel, uh, church in Spain to the coast. And okay. you kind of stop at each town. That's less hiking and more just kind of walking, you know, through from... an old old Spain. Right, 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 right. Countrysides, farms, it's beautiful. I desperately want to do that one, too. Uh, God. Anna would love that. Yeah. Anna loves Spain. You, I mean, we, we like, both love Spain. That's, like, almost no camping, either. You don't have to camp. You can just walk. <sighs> you walk to a hostel. You and then walk you get to, to sleep hotel. in a bed. Yeah. Oh. That's about 300 miles. Oh, the dream. People. Yeah. It's <laughs> Well, I mean, all you have to do is carry clothes on your back. Right. Maybe a little bit because there's a restaurant too. you can get that at the yeah you yeah. can just fast and then you're eat the restaurant. You're walking to a town. 
Right. From one town to another. That's and amazing. It's usually about ten miles a day. Wow. Yeah. That that would be a fun one. It's about three hundred miles long, I think. No, even, probably even less. God, that'd be so much fun. Yeah. That I've had a couple friends do that. I've had one friend of mine has been trying to do it for like five years. Every single year, something happens. Oh, One man. year, she just didn't have the money. The next year, she fell asleep and missed her flight. Wow. <laughs> and then this year, COVID. Man. Um, so when you did it, you didn't, you, didn't, uh, you didn't bring a tent, right? You just had your sleeping bag? That's uh, it? I had... No, I did have a tent. So actually, it's funny. First year, I had my sleeping bag and a tarp. A tarp. So if you need yeah. a shelter, you would just prop the tarp up. Yeah, and it was a big, heavy tarp, mm. um, solid thing, and I could twist that thing. It was kind of like a weird diamond shape. And oh, so, you put it on the ground. You would sleep on the top well, of the no, tarp. Like I would. I had like a ground tarp. Okay. So I'd have the sleeping mat, ground or ground, ground tarp. tarp, sleeping mat, and then my actual tarp, which I almost never used the first year. I think I used it four or five times Wow! in the like two and a half months that I was hiking. Mm-hmm. Uh, never rained. And one of the main reasons I used it was because wind is like, I got caught in a massive wind storm up near Tehachapi. And uh, yeah, no, it was terrifying. <laughs> wow. Um, second year I had a tarp and a bivy sack. Mm-hmm. And then it rained on me, massive rainstorm, and like probably one of the more interesting nights of my life, trying not to freeze to death. Man, uh, oh man. Yeah, and luckily I was like I was at the starting point. I was at Lake Morena, uh, which is uh, twenty miles south or north of the border. Okay. And uh, I was actually back there for this like meeting called the the kickoff it's kind of like a party it's april 27th and 28th is like the big or the third week of weekend of april and that's kind of like the official start point, oh, or start time start time it's the best time to start because everyone's there it's fun yeah and uh well it's like timing wise you'll have enough water in the desert but all by the time you get to the sierras it'll be all melted and then once you get up into washington you won't be snowed on right so, uh, yeah, I was there, and, you know, a couple hundred other people were there, and a uh, massive rainstorm came in. It was, like, probably about 35 degrees. Oh, man. <laughs> massive rainstorm, and most people are like me, had these, like, either no tents or, like, these really nice, very expensive, like, ultra-light tents that weigh less than a pound, <laughs> but... You know, it's they've practiced setting it up, but they've never set it up. And with those like ultralight tents, uh, you have to set it up perfectly. Mm. And none of them had had enough experience. So, <laughs> me, I just wrapped myself in my tarp and bivy sack and tried to go back to sleep. But a lot of people ended up in the bathroom. Wow. And uh, yeah, so after that, I bought a nice little tent. <laughs> right away. <laughs> I love it. Next day. That's amazing. Yeah. You're like, screw this tarp thing. I want to 
do you I, save? I actually ended up using the bivy sack pretty much uh, ninety percent of the time. Wow. Yeah. It was. Uh, uh, how does the bivy sack work exactly? It's like a sleeping bag, but your sleeping bag goes. Your sleeping mat and sleeping bag go inside it. And, and it's supposed it's, to be waterproof. Mine wasn't as much more for insects. Oh, okay. Fucking mosquitoes. They should die. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Um, That's the thing, huh? So you get eaten alive out, live out there. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, wow. It, like, at one point, I had about on... Because I hiked with only shorts. I didn't have any long pants. Okay. And at smart, one point... Smart or, or dumb? Yeah. <laughs> dumb. <laughs> like, when you're hiking, like, maybe certain sections, like hiking through a snowstorm in the Sierras with shorts on, not... Dumb. Right. It's dumb. It's dumb. Yeah. Uh, hiking through the desert or northern California in 100 degree heat. Smart. Smart. Yeah. But yeah. you know, it's. You didn't have the fancy ones where it's like the zipper pants and no, you unzip no. them. Those are stupid. Those are for, for stupid those people. Those are for pretentious. 2013 when I had those. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I wanted comfortable pants and I didn't like long pants at that time. Mm. But. Looking back on it, I'd probably have long pants and just like if it got too hot, I'd roll up the the legs. Yeah, yeah, just roll them up. Yeah. Man. Yeah. New Zealand. I mean, Spain. Every country has some sort of like hike. Canada cool has thing. a couple things. Uh, I know Mexico has a great like 200 to 300 mile hike. Ooh. Uh, I can't again. I can't remember any of the names. Yeah. Well, I'm sure down like Chile, Argentina. Oh yeah, there's like tons of great hikes down there. Tons. A lot of those places don't have like established trails though. It's just like you. Oh, you follow the trail that's already there. <laughs> you go from this town up to this mountain over to here. Right. There's and no signs the or anything. Yeah. 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 Like I mean, more established areas like Patagonia, they'll have like established trails like Nepal they're like you have to stay on the trail right uh, but yeah like I had a few friends who hiked across Mexico uh, they lived down there and they just did like a 300 mile hike through like from Nash uh, from like a national forest in Mexico to a national park in Mexico and mm. it's just you know they just did what they did. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, so now, is this hiking thing, like that was an experience you wanted to had and you're done with it or you have, you, you do want to do more of these big hiking experiences? I would love to do it okay. again. Specifically the PCT. Oh, you would you want to do it again? Oh God, yes. Wow. It's just fun. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind like there's a thing called CD uh, Continental Divide Trail. Right. And that goes through the Rockies and Central America. Right. And um, Central America is in yeah. Central North America. Yeah. Sorry, I just realized why. Like, <laughs> slightly tipsy. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, it goes through the Rockies, like 
from Mexico border up to oh again from yeah. Mexico and from but Mexico it goes all the way up Canada. through Colorado to Canada yeah. wow and, uh, that must be longer it is it's about 3,000 some odd miles it, okay. honestly it's not an established trail yet mm. so you you know you might hike I've had dozens of friends hike this trail and each one says we you know yeah I hiked with uh this other guy gave me all these tips, but I hiked a slightly different route than him. Yeah. I see, because it's not marked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you'll have like established trails, uh, especially once you get to like Colorado areas. But certain areas, it's just like, well, I can either There's follow a GPS yeah. or I could follow this dirt road. Or, you know, like there's this one section in uh, New Mexico where it's just about 100 miles of cattle land. There's no roads. There's right. nothing. It's just you're walking from ranch to ranch, and there's no way, like, you have to have a GPS or, like, really know how to use a compass and map. Because, mm. yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just flat ranch land. <laughs> right. And then what's the, and what about East Coast? You have the Appalachian Trail. Appalachian. And that's been around for a hundred some odd years and right. it's super famous and very very crowded it's uh, known as like a party trail i see yeah and it but it's all marked and it's official yeah yeah you you know it's completely marked it's very hard to get lost um and i'd love to do it yeah but like thinking like if i had the opportunity to take six months off of life and just go out and hike, I would hike the PCT. Yeah. 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 That's so cool. Yeah. Um, so how do you, do you have a, a timeline for when you can do one, do that again? Or at this point in your life, it's just accumulate some money so that you could have the freedom to do it if you wanted to. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I yeah. mean, like work, girlfriend, dog, it's kind of hard <laughs> to, you know, it's, you know, when I hiked, I had nothing going on in my life. I was literally, I was unemployed. I, you know, living with my parents. Oh, how old I, were you? I was 23. I was like, nothing. <laughs> 23 when you did, 2013 the first time? Yeah. I see. And then 24, you pulled 24, it off. Yeah. Got it. I was pretty much a nerdy World of Warcraft loser. Hell yeah. Just like. Hell doing yeah. nothing with my life except for playing Warcraft. <laughs> Dude, you took <laughs> legendary gear set raids and I yeah. Guild fell apart, lost all my online friends. I'm like, fuck it, I'm out of here. Man. <laughs> so do you know I this is a total side tangent, but you, you hear from gamers defending vehemently against any kind of idea that video games can cause negative effects on youth. Yeah. Whether it's like legislation saying like, oh, these games are too violent. It's making kids more violent. Or whether it's legislation of like, oh, these games are too addictive. Or there's loot boxes that are like essentially gambling for children or whatever. Yeah. Let's, you know, and I... I feel like sometimes gamers are the ones who 
fight resist that or fight that against that the most. Yet they're probably yeah, the people being that attacked. right. They're defending. They're defending their their passion, their art. But yeah. a lot of times the gamers are the ones that probably have had the most real experiences with struggling with what if what we want to call it, video game addiction or yeah. you know loot box addiction or whatever these different issues there are. You yeah. know. What do you think about it? I, uh, for me, it was an addiction. It was like, well, not really. It was like, it was all I had in my life. Like, that made you feel yeah. good. Well, no, not not even that. I like, even before, like a year or two before I like completely stopped playing video games for a long time, I. I didn't enjoy it. It's just where my friends were. Mm. I'm like, this is a job. This is a grind. This isn't fun. But then my friends would log on and be like, fuck yeah, let's go. Uh. And so it's like, went moderation. It's like everything in moderation. Like I, I've been playing World of Warcraft again recently, but I only play it for like a couple hours a week. It's sure. just like, yeah, I'm bored. I, you know, I'll log on and run a dungeon with a friend or something, or I'll just, you know, level up a new character for a little bit, and then I'm like, eh, whatever. Right. But it's just, yeah, moderation. When right. I was a kid, it was definitely just obsessive. Right. Like, I was addicted to, you know, EverQuest and all the original MMOs. I was just like, I had to play them. Yeah. It was just like, shiny bright things I'm like ooh so uh yeah 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 just had to uh did you RuneScape did you play RuneScape no you I, did I, so not all the originals uh EverQuest EverQuest well EverQuest uh, was the original or one uh, of the really early Ultra ones Online. which one uh not Ultra Ultimate it's like Ultimate Online. Ultimate U- Online. UO. UO, okay. That was kind of like the original. I see. I uh, didn't play that one, but I played like um, EverQuest, uh, Dark Ages, Camelot, just all these like funky Terria. Um, no, not Terria. What is that? I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's... Star Wars, that old Star Wars Republic game that came out right before EverQuest or uh, World of Warcraft. And... Oh, was that an MMO? Mm. Oh shit! They had an old uh, Star Wars MMO. Oh, that's back cool. Back in like 2002. Wow. Yeah, it was decent. It was fun. That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, it's just I, I was a kid who couldn't control his uh, impulse. Uh, yeah. Just got addicted to all the instant dopamine kicks and, yeah and then I my entire social life was surrounding that so I got trapped in it sure I think that's kind of like with you and uh, Delphi kids that was a bit more like you had your friend groups sure outside like me I didn't have like outside of Boy Scouts who I'd see maybe once a week or maybe once a month I didn't have like friends so it's just online. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> but you had but you had gone to a, a school, but it was just a really tiny small school. Yeah, it was a small school. Yeah. Cheyenne and 
A few uh, other people have gone yeah. there. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, and then after, like, once I got into high school, I went to an even smaller school. Oh, wow. Well. a tutoring school, so I would do schoolwork in the morning, homework in the afternoon, and I never did homework. I just played video games. Sure. So, yeah. Wow. So, my, my, you never went to the same school as my friend Alex Cordobard, right? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, because he had gone to a really small school, really small little kind of homeschool-esque school, but yeah. um, must have been I remember a talking one. to him about that, and um, no, I mean, like, the owners knew each other, and oh, I believe sure. our schools had, like, some events together. Okay. Uh, but we we were a little, uh, our years didn't match That's up. right. Well, yeah, you're yeah. older than him. Or older than me. Yeah. Um, and college. You didn't go to college. No. No. I immediately uh, went to Australia and had that whole oh, fun event. That's what you did. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. How many years were you in Australia? Uh, I was only there for three months. Three months. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that's cool. Um and then now, would you prefer, do you prefer physical work over office work? Would you want an office job or, or do you like like hard I, label work? Um, I'm better at hard labor work. <laughs> <laughs> but thinking about sitting in a nice, cool air, air conditioning, conditioning room in a comfy chair on a computer... That sounds pretty fucking amazing. Hey, it's just <laughs> grass is greener, right? I know. It's because uh, you, I'm I've, telling you. I've only had one office job. Everything else has been like construction, plumbing, HVAC. It's all been manual blue collar work. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. And uh, I hated the office work when I was doing it, and I hate the labor work when I'm doing it. Yep want to find some artsy fartsy bullshit that'd be sick thousand dollars to go take a video or a couple pictures that'd be <laughs> sick that'd be sick hey you were doing did you do any weddings did you film any weddings i uh, never filmed any weddings i shot uh right before quarantine and everything the lockdown uh i did shoot a pre-wedding event pre-wedding event i don't they were just they were worried about covid and they just wanted to get all their friends together and uh they were supposed to have a wedding in august that right. was supposed to shoot and uh they just asked they weren't sure if it was going to be open in august so they're like can you just come up and take some pictures of all of us i'm like sure that's cool yeah um are you are you hoping what is, is that something you want to pick back up once things get better, like doing event videoing? Kind of. Not really. I don't yeah, know. It sounds stressful. Event video I'm, stuff is stressful. Yeah, I'm like, I've done, uh, I've done some like family photo albums, massive, like 35 people family photos. Wow. And uh, that was stressful, but at the same time, fun. Sure. Uh, I've done a lot of like, Doing videos, I don't feel like I'm comfortable enough anymore. Like, I know how to shoot it, I know how to edit it, but my skill is just too low. I don't like charging people for mm. it. Like, 
Plus, I'm value horrible. your craft. <laughs> but uh, stills, I'm pretty decent with. Right. And not your student performance. That those turned out sh- like uh, they turned out all right. They're all right. Yeah. I I needed a different lens for that. Right. Well, the They're light little, the light was dark. Yeah. It was too dark. I didn't get close enough. And uh, the noise was too much. Like, the noise on the photography was just uh, it was a little... Just didn't turn out sharp. Sure. Yeah. And I... Sorry for that. It's okay. <laughs> it's all good. Um, but other than that, I, you know, I've really enjoyed doing events, still events, like still photography. And um, I'd like to get into that. I've been... Uh, Slowly, like every single like three months, I take the freaking uh, drone exam, just online test exams, and yeah. I always pass. I just never, I just haven't gone and gotten my drone license yet. But that's something that'd be fun. But you passed the exam? Well, they have like online practice tests, which are oh. like used to last years, and you know, I. Super stupid easy exam. So you passed it already. Like yeah, you passed, passed the practice one. I just so. need to go in. Do the pay, official one. Like it's a hundred and fifty dollars to take the test and then do it. And I just haven't done it. Then you can be an official drone yeah, operator. Yeah, I'd, I'd be able to work as commercial drone pilot. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So that's something I'd really like to do. Yeah. That's uh, a hobby that is just really fun. And I'm like. I hear you can also make good money, like like for Redfin and Zillow, people that just need a quick like three, three sixty degree photograph of houses for sale. It's, you know, it's all right. Like I did a few things like that. Maybe it's changed. I haven't really looked into that market. But uh, back before, so how how drones worked? It was you could there was no regulations a few years ago. And then, in order to fly a drone commercially for money, you had to actually have your private pilot's license. And uh, before that point, where it's just kind of free range, I did some work uh, as a drone pilot, and it, it was okay money. Yeah. Like, most real estate agents just, they didn't know enough, and they didn't want to pay a whole lot because they didn't know. It was like, oh, I'll give you 20 to $50 to take you know a couple aerial shots whereas now if a real estate agent wants to do that they you know most drone pilots will charge like a hundred dollars per shot wow yeah it's kind of ridiculous so uh but most real estate agents will have a guy and it's That's like, like trying to get into that like, it's hard to get in yeah. yeah right especially living in southern california and hollywood sure yeah yeah, I mean, I feel like you just need to partner up with one good real estate agent that's just yeah. getting a, representing a lot of sellers all the time, and it's like, oh, this seller has really terrible photos. JT, we need you in here. Yeah, yeah. and that's that was my original plan when I started up my uh, photography business was real estate and events. Right. <clears throat> and um, <coughs> it went all right for about a month, and then kind of crashed and burned, and then. Uh, well, those things take time to grow, though, too. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, 
what do you mean by what do you mean by crashed and burned? Like they just you didn't have a job. Like zero. That's when I started driving for Uber. Mm. I started driving for Uber because I had zero clients gotcha. for like six, seven months, and then um, two, the end of 2019 it started picking up, and I actually had about uh, I had three weddings planned for this year, and about contact with about five real estate agents. Oh, wow. Who really, who uh, used me once or twice and they're kind of wanting to go in and then Corona happened. And yeah, I was like, yeah. yeah. Well, fuck. I yeah. have to go find some actual work. Super fucked. Yeah. A lot of people got fucked. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. It's crazy. We've been having some helicopters coming through here. Oh, yeah. This one's like flying real close. I don't think it's that loud though. On the mic, oh, okay. like pickup. I had a, I did an outdoor one in the in the backyard here with my coworker Kent. Is that the guy uh, we went climbing? Yeah, 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 you met him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, we there were so many airplanes flying over, but then when I listened to the recording, they weren't that loud really. So that's good. Yeah, because like you think, because you hear it. But the mic is just picking up what's close to here. Yeah. So, one just keep talking, keep going. Which you've been doing a great job of, like, not stopping. Like you just you just keep going. You're firing. Yeah, like let me fire. pause. Let me pause. Awkward silence. That's right. Very awkward. <laughs> Nick, your eyes are beautiful. Oh, thank you, JT. Yeah. JT, you're a sexy man. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Stranger danger. <laughs> I feel like if I was hiking in the woods and got lost, I'd want to run into you and bundle up and get warm. Oh, yeah. Cuddle buddies. Cuddle buddies. Yeah. I love it when you get hammered. Oh, God. I love it. Like when we were at the hot springs. You I were, completely you forgot. So, I, you were I so hammered. That, I pushed that so far out of my <laughs> mind. I completely forgot about what happened. No, you just got all naked. I, it was I great. Was, I loved I it. Know, I know. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. That wasn't weird or awkward at all. It wasn't at all. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> well, it wouldn't have been awkward or weird if I got naked at the hot springs. <laughs> we were sitting around a campfire, and all of a sudden... I'm like, okay, it's time to be naked. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. It was great. We had a great time. That was fun. Yeah. It was a fun trip. Yeah, we definitely worried about you. You and Anna. Oh, yeah, because we, were, we, were, we, were we like, took a long oh, time. Shit. Nick yeah. and Anna got eaten by a rodent. Yeah. We got a late start, and uh, I think both Anna and I were getting blisters. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. you had those old boots that were, like, one of them was falling apart. They were too big for me, too. They were, like, yeah. two sizes too big, and I was wearing, like, thin dress socks. and. Well, I mean, yeah. that's actually a good thing. Like. Oh, to have all that space. Like, uh, but it was well, rubbing. Yeah, not you want space for your toes, but not so your For the ankle, yeah. Also, but uh, what's good is dress socks. Okay. Because that adds, like, as long as they're tight enough and thin enough, it's not going to be rubbing your skin. It's going to be rubbing the sock. Um, so as long as the sock doesn't move, it's going to... But I remember those boots, they were like your foot would actually slide. Slide, yeah, yes. Not yes. just your toes expanding. 
Yep. Yeah. But no, that was uh, that was a fun hike. It was awesome. Deep Creek. Deep Creek. It was like a hot tub there. in the middle of the nature. It's yeah. crazy. Because the sheriff airlifted it in. Yeah, there's a group of guys who are just like, we need a hot springs here. There's a natural hot springs, but no pool. I know. So they took a helicopter, dragged off a giant cow trough, dropped it in the middle of this uh, slot canyon. So cool. So amazing. I know. Oh, Love my, that. that whole area. What's that? It's like San Pedro's... Uh, yeah, Ojai, Ojai yeah, area. Ojai, but that national forest. Oh, what is that? Yeah, I don't State know what it's called. Yeah, yeah. San Key something. Oh, San Jacinto? No, San Jacinto is over uh, Palm Desert area. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're all, yeah, we have a lot of sand, sand somethings going yeah. up along there. San Jacinto, San Gregonio, yeah. San Bernino, <laughs> San Gabriel's. San Gabriel's, <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. I know. Uh, Anna and I are going to try to do some outdoor aerial tomorrow. Mm. She says, oh, it's Anna's birthday tomorrow. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. So she says what she really wants to do with me. But we're like, I was like, cool, you're going to find a place, right? And uh, she doesn't I know, so we're going to have to figure out in the morning. But it's like, where should we go? Because a lot of areas have gotten burned from the fires. Yeah. And then we still want to bring Miles along, and she doesn't feel like rule breaking on her birthday because like Malibu Creek, not supposed to bring dogs even if they're oh, leashed. That's right. They have signs all over the place yeah. now, but we just ignore them and we never got told on. Yeah. I think a ranger even like drove by in a car and like didn't even care. Yeah, when uh, we were at uh, Dylan's birthday party uh, last. Yeah, year. yeah, right. Yeah. We brought Miles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but those are recent. I think only in like the past year or maybe two years, they put up those no dog signs. Which, yeah, I well, I, I mean, they've never that. allowed dogs as long as I can remember. It's oh. been like a couple de- or like a decade or two where they've not allowed any dogs. And uh, but yeah, over the last like five six years, they've been keeping like making those signs, signs. very visible. Right. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that they were just against that. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's always been weird to me. I guess I never understood that yeah. rule. I, I could see saying, like, they have to be on the leash. Because what I've heard from people saying, well, when you bring dogs, they'll go pee on stuff and it'll kill, like, the, the vegetation and stuff. Which, I'm like, come on, humans are doing a way worse impact here yeah. than a I, dog pissing on a plant, you know? Like... I, when I got Sophie and I was coming back from Utah for doing work for your mom, uh, I had Sophie and we were like north of San Francisco. I uh, I found a little campsite in like near Napa Valley area. Super fucking like Jesus Christ expensive. It's like $35 a night every single... The weird... Sorry, the weirdest campsite I've ever been to is this campsite. <laughs> every single car there was worth over $80,000 and they were all pulling a trailer that was worth over uh, $150,000. Wow. You have like Porsche SUVs pulling like these massive <laughs> Airstreams. I'm just like... What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Here I am in my shitty little Subaru. Like, Hell yeah. Just like setting up a tent and like people are giving me odd looks for having a tent. I'm like, 
this is camping. This isn't like you cheap homeless man with your Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, like I had Sophie and the ranger's like, yeah, don't take her on any trails. And I'm like, why? She's like, well, they they're uh, they have like this. The bacteria in their paws, right? Yeah, the paws have what like some fuck? weird bacteria, and like. Uh, that's it leaves a scent that scares away coyotes and other rodents, and like so, it interrupts like the whole natural thing, and uh, or no, sorry, the scent smells like coyotes, and so more coyote, like if a coyote pack is there, they won't be around because they're like, oh, someone's coming into our territory, they'll become more aggressive and they'll scare off the prey and the coyote. It's very strange. Huh. And then I'm like, okay, and then I setting up camp and I look over and here's some people coming out from a trail yeah. and like one guy smoking and flicking his cigarette into like the bush and like another lady like crushes up a beer can and throws it off and like oh those dogs are really dangerous to the environment I know <laughs> it's fucking crazy I, I really don't get it and I've heard that argument thing about the paw and like disrupting the ecosystem like wait I think they just hate dogs well, well this is my thing it's like as long as they're on the trail, the trail's getting trampled with hiking boots and barefoot hippies and all sorts of stuff all day long. There's a and Snickers wrappers. There's tons of scents and tons of litter and tons of garbage and destruction and plants being trampled and stuff that like the dogs. It's like it's one small factor in all those factors of. Yeah, bears are gonna come. Yeah. Because they smell the Snickers wrapper, like, you know, or whatever. It's like. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of like saying, oh, uh, you can't have lights in your backyard because it's gonna cause light pollution, and then right. the skyscraper right next door to you has, you know, their lights on twenty four seven. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I really don't get that. Yeah, because we were we Ann and I went to Yosemite for our honeymoon, and we brought Miles. And yeah. we were just playing ignorant and hiking all over, but then like multiple times, like, oh, it's a really big find if the Yosemite Rangers oh, catch you. Yeah. And we were hiking up, doing like the switchbacks to go up to the top of like the upper falls or whatever with Miles early in the morning, and then multiple people were like either like getting really mad at us or telling us off or like saying like oh you might startle someone that fell off the cliff edge or whatever yeah. and then and then I was gonna tell Anna if we ran into a ranger I'll just say he's a service dog and pretend that you know I need a service dog that won't work <laughs> but uh anyways Anna Anna smartly was not down for us trying to bullshit yeah so we turned around and we went back down and yeah yosemite you're only yosemite is actually kinder than a lot of the national parks will just ban dogs outright yeah. yosemite you're at least allowed to bring them as long as you're walking them on a paved it's basically all the streets yeah. there's a couple paved trail you know just the center the valley loop is paved yeah so you can do that with I, them like i've talked to a ranger in yosemite because uh i went when i first got sophie my dog uh she I went up to, like, a month after I got her, I went up to Yosemite. Yeah. And uh, I didn't bring her. And I talked to a ranger about it, and he's like, you know, it's, here's one of the main reasons that we don't like dogs, is because 
idiots let them off leash. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we have had dogs get killed by bears. We've had dogs attack other people. It's just a general rule because people are idiots. Yeah. They, you know. They're not, they can't be trusted. That's and that and that is really a bummer because I wish yeah. all national parks were just loud, but just be really strict. Like, they have to be on leashes and controlled. Yeah. If they don't, you get a crazy fine. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but like all national forests and a lot of national parks uh, have that. It's like. Sure, sure. Like yeah. certain areas, uh, like Kennedy Meadows, like public land. Right. Totally fine. As soon as you enter a national park. Sorry. National forests are usually okay uh, to allow dogs. National parks are no. So do people hike the PCT with dogs? Yes. I actually hiked with a couple that had two beautiful huskies. Wow. Amazing dogs and super well-trained. And uh, they hiked almost the entire trail with them. What ended up happening is once they got to a certain area where dogs aren't allowed, they'd have a relative come over, pick up the dogs, take care of them. Then once they get out of that area, bring the dogs back. Wow, that is but, such a nuisance. Yeah. Uh, to, like, coordinate that, you yeah. know? But certain areas, like, I kind of understand it. Uh, like, like, steep sections. Like, well, no, especially, like, really backcountry areas. Like, there's certain areas, like, in the center of the Sierras, where it's, you're just in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And I, like, it... I don't know. I, I would love to bring Sophie there. Maybe yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of weird because you're allowed to have, like, llamas and alpacas and horses. Like, what's the difference between, like, yeah. the environmental difference between a dog and a horse and a llama and, a, you know, goats? Yeah. Like, I ran into a guy with a herd of goats. <clears throat> He's using them as pack animals. Like, yeah. five goats. I'm like, why is... That's why, so. do you, why can you have five goats <laughs> and I can't have one dog? Yep, yep, yep. It's very weird and arbitrary, yeah. for sure. Probably because they just didn't think that people would be bringing goats or else they probably would have made a law about it against it. But yeah, yeah, You know, that's Sierra Club. They've always brought shit up. Oh, yeah. Oh, like Sierra Club back when they were founded, it was just a bunch of, uh, like, drunk frat bros going out to the you know the mountains to go get shit faced and burn shit right that's <laughs> hilarious you can go up to certain uh, sequoia groves and you'll just find this big mound just a mound of dirt and it's like what the hell is that it's kind of like a rotted tree stump okay you dig through them and you'll find old tin cans and old like beer bottles and just like trash yeah and an old trash and you're like what the hell happened here why is all this trash out in the middle of this, the Sierras in like an old, you know, Redwood Grove or Sierra or Sequoia Grove? This is the Sierra Club. They'd go over, cut down a tree, throw, you know, start a fire, like cut it into several pieces, yeah. make a massive bonfire the size of this patio. Wow. And then just throw trash in it and then just leave it. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, at that time you had. There was no rules know, back then. Yeah. Plus, you know, what population was like a tenth of what it is now. Yeah, that's true, right? Mm-hmm. 
I wonder if that's like a indication of why people are like definitely like you go to smaller towns, less population. People are just nicer to other people. Yeah. And it, the bigger and bigger the city gets, and the more compact people are in the city, the more irritable and less respect we have for our fellow humans. And because it's like there's like that friction occurring, it's like the pressure of the pot of water the more atoms you're jamming the more electrons are jamming there the more they're dancing and then the water starts to boil and it gets hotter and hotter and if a lot of the you know even like with the most uh, we are so yeah well it, it really is like when you have so many people around and so much things going on it's kind of hard to focus it's uh god what's that book called I can't remember, uh, tribe or something, um, basically saying you have, you know, your core group of people is like, you can only have up to like 200 friends. Right. Like that's your tribe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's your tribe. And like, once you get past that 200, then it's kind of like, I, I, you know, I don't care about those other people. Sure. These are the people I care about. These other people I don't. Yep. And you have that, like, the smaller communities, you start to care a bit more. It's like, how many times do you... Uh, I went to a lecture about this uh, with this guy who, mountaineer, climbed Everest and all this stuff, and he's going, you know, he climbed uh, K2, pretty much any uh, 8,000-meter peak he's climbed. I think there's eight peaks, and he's climbed them all. Uh, wow. All the highest peaks in the world, basically. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's going, you go to any of the other peaks besides Mount Everest, you see a guy down, you go over and you help him. Wow. You're climbing a mountain, you see another guy climbing right next to you, that's that, like, holy shit, there's another person here. Right. This is so rare. I'm going to go over and talk with him. Right, holy right. Holy shit, he's hurt. Okay, we're going to get you down. We're going to get you off of this mountain. Right. And he goes, when I climb Mount Everest... You know, there's a guy who's laying down. He's freezing to death. He's dying. And people are just continually walking by him. Just like, fucking, who cares? Wow. And so it's like the more people you pack into an area, the, you know... The less you care. Less yeah. you care. It's true. It, it's the less you care because there's so many people that you figure someone else will take yeah. care of it for you. Like, how many times have so you driven by an accident? Right. I do it all the time, yeah. Because yeah. you defer the responsibility because you figure someone else will do it for you. Yeah. Yeah. But then everyone gets that mentality and then no one does anything at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the unfortunate part, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I was driving through. It hits, it's hard to, you know, get out of that. Like, I remember I was driving down a road, just going out camping, and I drove by a guy flat tire broken down car i just drove right by him next morning i drove by and there's the car oh wow. guy's gone car's there i'm like oh god oh man i was in the middle of nowhere and i didn't stop and help someone oh <laughs> man the fuck is wrong with me do you remember that we were driving up to big bear mm. in my prius and we ran out of gas yeah <laughs> and then... the amount of people that just drove right by us but then within, like, I would say about 10 minutes, a dude with a truck pulled over and yeah. kind of, like, you know, laughed at us, but then was, like, found out we were out of gas, and he was, like, no problem, and he drove up, he bought a gas can, got gas, 
gave it to me. You know, he doesn't, he's an older guy. He doesn't have Venmo or PayPal. I didn't have any cash. And he was like, yeah. don't worry about it. No biggie. Yeah. And then he left. And it was like, this dude, like, totally saved us. Yeah. Because we didn't have reception to get AAA or anything. And, like, yeah. Yeah. That was a nightmare. That was. That was uh, very silly. But it was like, we got the gas and we were good. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't, it didn't even take that long. Yeah, it was because luckily we were almost to the top. So it wasn't that far yeah. for him to go up and come back yeah. down. Yeah. Like 20 minutes or so. We lucked out that he stopped. Because, like you said, there was a lot of people passing us. It was just like, oh, man, no one's going to stop for us. Yeah. But it was sporadic. There were a lot of people, but it was like a car. And then a minute would go by, and then a car. Yeah. Yeah. Like, slow driver, and then you have 15 cars. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. That's true. That, that, that did happen. Yeah, oh. I want to go back up there. Me too. Mammoth. Tahoe, snowboarding, skiing. God, that'd be fun. Yeah. I don't know if I can do it. The, I I really want to go next year, but I don't know if I'll have the time. Oh, yeah. I haven't booked anything. Mm. Um, I still have to figure out if that if I can slash want to. And obviously, uh, COVID's getting uh, growing again. Yeah. In terms of everything, and Biden's gonna shut down the country. That's right. That's probably for a little <laughs> bit. So yeah, so just, I don't even know if I want to book anything. You yeah. know, I, I know, but I know that there's good hope with the vaccine and stuff like that. But um, I mean, if we yeah. go, all right, let's just say it does work out. If right. We go to Tahoe instead of Mammoth. We can stop at Bridgeport. And there's shit tons of natural hot springs. Oh. Yeah. Dude, oh, like, now I need you. I need the guide. I need the hot go. spring guru over here. There we go. Go over to, uh, so driving up to Tahoe, if you take Eastern Sierra, it's going, like you're going up to Mammoth, just cut over. Um, once you get to uh, past Lake Moreo, Mono. Mono yeah. Lake? Yeah. Mono yeah. Lake. Yep. Yeah. Once you pass that, you're going to be in like, Bridge car, uh, Bridgeport areas and just has some of the most uh, amazing hot springs. Wow. Like the one we went to near Mammoth. Near Mammoth, yeah. Better. But better deeper. than that. Ooh. It's not just like ankle deep. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, I'm excited. A That'd be really cool. Sure. Oh, I it's a little further hike. I think some of them, I mean, like they have dozens all throughout <coughs> the country. Yeah. And, or that county area. And, uh, some of them will be like right off the road, like a hundred oh, feet off yeah. the road, or you can go to some of the nicer ones that are like people have built the tubs and like brought rocks and concrete and like made it really nice. And, yeah. yeah. Ooh, might have to do Tahoe just for fun. Plus and, Tahoe and is Tahoe. A, what's that? Plus Tahoe is Tahoe. Tahoe gambling. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Anna loves it there too, so she, she would be down, and I'd be down. I've never skied or snowboarded there. Like, not that I want to go up there and ski the whole time. I want to go yeah. hike the hot springs up, but I might do one day. I'm just like snowboard one day. Yeah. Just because I've never skied up there. Too, right? Oh, I I got the feeling the Airbnbs are pricier than Mammoth. Mm. The resort is well, pricier. Tahoe's just. It's expensive. It's just expensive, it, yeah. Because it's, well, like, it's where all the San Francisco people go. Yeah. So it makes sense that it's expensive. Yeah. yeah. 
it's like and the Vegas. rich mountain town. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You have Vegas, uh, like Reno. It's like if you go up to like Truckee, and uh, which is which is further, side, that's a little cheaper, right? That's a little cheaper. Yes, that's what I heard. Where you don't have everything. You don't have access to everything. You're a little more remote. Yeah. Right. Plus, fuck Truckee. I mean, I love it up there, but Jesus Christ, I hate Truckee. Why do you hate Truckee? <laughs> oh, I, I got stuck there on my hike. I ordered a bunch of stuff like shoes and a uh, couple spare pieces of gear, and they didn't give it to me. Like, what? I went to the post office, and they're like, no, you can't pick it up. We, you know, I forgot to put general delivery, oh. and, um, so they wouldn't give it to me. I could see the box with my name on and it. They wouldn't and give it to they you. They wouldn't give it to me. I'm like, that's just so look. ridiculous. Here's my ID. Look at it. That name on the box right there. You're like, I'm going to Amazon. I'm going to return it right now if you don't give it to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they ended up returning it, and then I waited five days and got the credit or whatever. Reshipped it. Yeah, reshipped it. <sighs> oh God. So annoying. Oh, so you just waited around in Truckee and reshipped it and five dealt with days. all that. Spent most of my money, and what that's an when I—that's when I hurt my foot, and that's kind of where I decided, like, uh, that's where, that was the first year. Uh, just everything after that went downhill. I'm totally blame. It's all Chucky's fault, you know. It's wow. Not, it's not me being depressed or anything. Definitely uh. Chucky's fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's so crazy that you did that. I'm so impressed. Too, you know, it's not as hard as you think. If you can make it the first two weeks, you can do the entire trail. The hardest part is just dealing with certain things, like physically. Not. I don't think. I, yeah, I don't think that physically it's the big deal. Other yeah. than like long term, like you're you know, if you don't have the right property, you know, blisters. I think. I think there are some physical things that can stop yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, there are certain things, but it, it's mainly just. Not having access to just everything that you, like, it really makes you appreciate running water. <laughs> right, yeah. You know. Toilets, running water, shower, shower, shower yeah. And, and that's that's the real hard part. But, like, after a month or two, you're just like, you either just don't care anymore or you're just like, okay, I'm done. I, I think I would play. miss my friends, though. Yeah. For me. Like, because unless you somehow convince a group of your friends to go and you're all as a group and you bring a couple, you know, magic to the gathering decks or, you know, it's a couple little board games so that at the end of the day, if you're hiking, you know, you can play a couple games and go to bed or whatever, you know? I, I, yeah, the first year, I'm kind of sad because I didn't keep up with these guys or uh, I left them behind. But uh, there was a group of kids, I say kids that are probably older than me. Sure. But, uh, yeah, that's what the, they each had a couple magic. The gathering decks and hell they, yeah. like uh, every 500 miles, their parents were sending them a new deck, or like their friends were sending them another deck, what? and so it wouldn't get stale. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> bunch of fucking nerds. Yeah, man, they, bunch they called of themselves uh, the Fellowship. One was named Frodo. Oh, one was fuck named yeah, Sam. So nerdy. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. Or shit, you would just like, you could do a whole D and D campaign, the whole trip. Like you get a DM they were, and they had, every single night they uh, they had like a schedule. And, oh wow! Uh, 
you know, I, I thought, like, at that time, like, right before I hiked, I was really into League of Legends. Oh, yeah. And, um, and they were all League of Legends players. And so they, like, we hit it off really well, and we were just chatting and all this stuff. And, and unfortunately, they were just really fucking slow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were just not but, willing yeah, to... They had, uh, they had their Magic Night. They had their D&D Night. They had their... Um, they had like like a traveling case of like board games so like miniature board games oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. um so you I play like the, some of the more standard like yeah. old school games yeah, yeah. Uh, like they had like a Catan one. Oh shit like a little traveling Catan game well that's sick yeah that was yeah unfortunately they were like doing 10 to 15 miles Too a slow. day and yeah. like I need to keep going peace love it but yeah, no, they were all friends. They all, you know, it's four of them. They all decided, screw it, let's just go hiking. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, kind of hard to get a bunch of adult twenties, yeah. early thirties to get out there, especially most of them are starting families. It's true. I bring a baby. <laughs> Maybe. There was, honestly, there's this kid. He's named Buddy. His trail name was Buddy. Yeah. Three years old. Wow. His parents, uh, like, I kind of feel a little bad for the kid, but at the same time, like, awesome. So cool. Good for that kid. Yeah. Like, he's getting some crazy life experiences. But, yeah, it was definitely his parents were, like, they wanted to go do these things, and they were dragging the kid around. And they, they had to skip certain things, but... He did all three trails. Wow. He did the Pacific Crest Trail, the Continental Divide Trail, and the Appalachian Trail. Wow. All before he was eight. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. That's so cool. He, yeah. Like, I hiked with him, uh, with that family for a bit, uh, on my first hike. Yeah. And, um, you could tell, though, that the kid, like... Once you got into, like, once I ran into them again uh, north of the Sierras. Yeah. Because they, they actually jumped up. They skipped the Sierras. Okay. They did a little section of it. But the kid was done. Yeah. The kid was just like, I'm, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like three might be a, li- a little too young. Just, well, also, they're not going to remember it. Yeah. So it's like, I, I feel like, yeah. I feel like maybe 13, 14. But then they're losing education. But yeah, and well, then the problem is if you wait till they're a little older, like eight or nine, then they can't keep up with you, and yeah. they're too heavy to carry. Yeah. But well, the, the little you can carry. The three-year-old was hiking. Yeah. He had a backpack and everything. Little. He was a trucking. Holy shit. crap! That. That's he, scary. He was, he He's was, like, was, is he getting enough calories? You yeah. know. That that is something that they did well. Like. They, uh, he ate it enough? was a boyfriend and girlfriend, and the girlfriend, it was her kid. Okay. And not the boyfriend, it was from another guy. And, uh, the husband, getting into some fucking trail drama here, but the husband actually called child services on them. And Whoa. it went through this whole weird legal thing where they were trying to get the kid away from them. And, but they, they ended up proving in court that he was actually getting fed, he was being taken care of. He had zero blisters. He had zero injuries. Wow. He was, full, he was getting a full education. Uh, sorry, he was 
not three. He was five. He hiked the Appalachian Trail when he was three. Okay. Okay. He was five when he was doing that. The so PC. they like they had an iPad and they were like had classes. So you could do schoolwork. Yeah. Wow. That takes a lot of planning and like wow. Uh, that's no, insane. that was like. All right. Uh, when I the High Sierra Trail. Yeah. That goes from Sequoias to Whitney. I did run into a young family. They had a two-year-old, a five-year-old, and a ten-year-old. Oh, well, that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. And the mom, the dad was the Sherpa. His backpack probably weighed over 100 pounds. The two older kids who could walk, they were just walking and uh, with backpacks and, like, sleeping bags and snacks and water. Yeah. And then the mom carried the two-year-old. Wow. And then let him walk when he wanted to. Sure. Yeah. But that's that would be fun because it's only... It's not maybe, as far. Yeah. yeah. You could take your time. It, it's like summer vacation. Right. A perfect time. You could... You know, it's 88 miles. You could take, I want to say, you know, two weeks to do that. Right. And it's beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, it's... Enough areas where, like, if the kids were a little too scared or the kids were, like, not enjoying it, you could always get out of it. Right, right. Whereas, yeah. like, with the PCT, it's kind of like, well, we both quit our jobs or we both <laughs> took furloughs. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh. JT, yeah. is there anything else you would want to share with our audience? Before we conclude this interview? I'm not sure. You're not sure? No. Do, do you want to plug any of your uh, businesses? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> your photography services? Uh, yes, if you'd like to uh, have some portraits taken or event taken, uh, pictures taken at an event, uh -huh. let me know. Cool. Yeah. I J don't have JT, an Instagram. How can, <laughs> I thought you had a... Don't you have one for your... Oh, you have that's one for right, drone photography. Oh, the, yeah. And, or God, you were you were you used to be posting a lot of like uh, your nighttime shots and stuff, or was that just on Facebook? Yeah. I thought you did on Instagram too. I, like I have my, I have like my Facebook or my Facebook, which I don't, I don't use do shit with. Like I use it, but that's mainly to keep in contact with old friends and sure. relatives and stuff. But I don't like giving that out. And then my private Instagram, I need to keep that private. That's that was, private. I had a weird experience with that one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had a stalker. So if you want to get in touch with them, contact me so I can make sure there it's go. not the stalker. And then I will forward it to JT. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. JT. It's been fun. This is fun. I loved getting to hear uh, more in depth. You know, I think whenever... We get to talk about this. It's always with there's a few other people around, and like, I don't get to really like pick a little bit more and understand more about how to. Yeah. All that trail went down, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure there's so. I mean, there's months of your lives. There must be more. So many stories. I know you've told me some other stories. Oh yeah. Uh, that are a little more stories. private <laughs> stories <laughs> that unfortunately the audience would need to. 
uh, go to Patreon and uh, sign up for the bonus content. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we don't have that. <laughs> Maybe one day. $30 a month for the dirty Exclusive secrets. Exclusive dirty secrets of what happened to JT on the PCT trail. Da, da, da. Next time. <laughs> All right. Thanks, All right. JT. Have a good one. Hey guys, thanks for listening. By the way, you can find me on Instagram at Nick Zerman and feel free to send me a message or a comment or a question or any recommendations you might have or people I should talk to or things I should talk about. Thanks again for listening and see you on the next one.